Yes, g'day folks. Today we're joined by George Capillaris. He's an actor on film, television and stage. And he's a musician, comedian and writer as well, doing great things and has been for a very long time now. And uh, before we chat to George, just a shout out to Lizzie and the crew at Main Street Cellar and Kitchen up there in Stirling. They've just opened recently and they do great coffee. So go and see the friendly crew up there and get yourself a takeaway coffee and uh, help out this excellent local business. Welcome to Legends with Bevo. Thanks to the Holdy, Coopers, Anytime Fitness Glenelg, and Paradise Mazda. And now, here's your host, Bevo. George Capinaris, uh, great to have you on Legends with Bevo for a chat, mate. Um, obviously, we're all going through a tough situation at the moment. Uh, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? I hear you've been doing a bit of homeschooling with, uh, with a couple of your kids there. Yeah, that's the only thing I've been doing is homeschooling. <laughs> homeschooling, lighting up the house is basically what we do now for a living. <laughs> and again, filling out forms for my gov, basically, and that's it. <laughs> oh, I know all about that. It's not much fun, is it? <laughs> yeah, that stuff, you know, that's why I didn't become a public servant. But my God, what a headache just to do something simple. You just have to wait on the phone and it takes all, well, at least it takes all day. You've got something to do during the day when you haven't got nothing to do. Yeah, um, exactly. So <laughs> but that's my a lot, of, a lot of bike riding at the start. We did a lot of bike riding with the kids because I've got a, a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old and then they just got over bike riding. So then we, we were basically on Fortnite and Mortal Kombat and NBA for a couple of months there. And now we've just started doing soccer training. <laughs> so we've got a new lease event until it starts raining. So, yeah. <laughs> How's everyone else go? Well, I was going to say, um, how are you going with that uh, with maths? Because that was my most hated subject in in high school. I don't know how you can teach that to a young kid. That must be hard. <laughs> I'm good. I'm really good at maths. Uh, it's English I have a problem with. And then what do I do for a living? I became a writer and a comedian. He uses English for his uh, for his skills. So um, no, so maths no problem. I'm a good problem solver. Oh, that's just good. can't solve my. But everyone else's problems, I can. I'm pretty good. So uh, it's second nature to me, maths. Uh, but uh, so uh, I've been handy. So my wife and I, are almost like uh, we've got our department. I'm I'm in charge of phys ed, PE, and maths, and drama workshop, and then Fatine's in charge of all the other departments. <laughs> nice. You know what? With, yeah, I had no idea what the ecosystem was all about, and now I do. Ask me a question. <laughs> oh, and I do really feel for you, mate. We were speaking about this just a few minutes before off-air. Um, you told me you had a staggering six months' worth of gigs just put on hold within the space of one day. Is that correct? Yeah, it just all disappeared before my eyes. Um, all my dates, you know, from... I was lucky because I was a part of the the Fringe Festival in Adelaide. But when I got home, and that was the end of the end of arts and the start of corona lockdown, you know. So, so I was lucky I basically finished the show that I was doing um, at the Fringe, a night at the Whopper with Gab, and, um, and then it was basically shut down. I, I did a wedding. I had another wedding booked on the week after that. I lost that as a host, as an MC, wedding MC. And then people just started calling and going, mate, we can't, they won't let us, you know, we won't let us get married. They'll, you know, we can't have more than 100 people. Then it became we can't have more than 10 people. Then 
So I just got my eraser out and just started rubbing dates out of my diary. We were supposed to be on tour now doing the Crazy Rich Ethnic show, um, touring, um, you know, all over Australia. We had to postpone that and push it on and all that sort of stuff. So we lost a lot of work. Six months just gone. Oh, and the only thing that's really JobKeeper, fortunately, you know, I've got a company so I can get JobKeeper. There are a lot of comedians, uh, cabaret artists, uh, performers, artists, uh, actors, musicians who can't even get JobKeeper because I think JobMaker might help them now, um, but that they can't get what I'm getting now, which is for, I'm fortunate because I'm getting that. I'm lucky. Yeah, you and me both, mate. There's a lot of people in much worse situations than us, so we're, we're, we're lucky in that in that perspective for sure. So, hey, tell us more about this gig. You've got, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, the end of October, you're going to be here in Adelaide for the Arkabar, um, at the Arkabar, I should say, for our Crazy Rich Ethics Oz Tour. Tell us all about that. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun. Our date, so um, hopefully we'll have some new material. As soon as the kids get back to school, I'm going to start writing because at the moment I am drained. I am drained. <laughs> so the only thing that I've been doing that's creative is learning lead breaks on my guitar and just putting them on Facebook, basically, and Instagram. That's all I've been doing. So, mind you, I've done all right. I've learned the solo, the stairway to heaven. Not the, not the, not the easy bit, the hard bit, you know, the Jimmy Page bit. And then uh, Hotel California. Um, what else? Uh, there's a couple of the boys are back in town by Thin Lizzy. Um, what are the lead breaks? A lot of solos, a lot of solos. So um, at the moment, More Than a Feeling was my last, con you know, conquest. You know, the More Than a Feeling. Just yeah. to, so like it's good it. when you got like uh, a cappella, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's an app and you can record yourself multiple versions of yourself. So I did the bass line and then I did the singing bit and then I did the solo. But you need two guitars because they play the so a lot of the lead breaks from there in harmony so I play one guitar and then I play the harmony to that so that's been a lot of fun that's so whenever I'm just cracking the shits I just go into my little office here and learn another solo <laughs> and uh, this this tour that you've got happening um who's actually going to be a part of it with you if it all goes ahead hopefully fingers crossed in October okay so uh, Tahir from uh, you'd know him from Fat Pizza but he's a great stand-up comedian he's always uh, at the festival so Tahir Bilji um, and uh, James Liotta, who's another friend of mine, who's a good comedian as well, um, the three of us are putting together this Crazy Rich Ethnics tour. So, yeah, hopefully we'll all have some fresh material and, um, and uh, it should be a good show, I'm sure. I hope you'll be able to get along to that one, mate. It sounds like a lot of fun. A few definite characters there, that's for sure. Yeah, well, the Arkabar uh, fits 500, but if we can get 300 in there, if you know, if our if our prime minister allows us to get three hundred into a venue, that'd be great. You know. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, like I said, hopefully the borders will be open and now we can get that happening. We need some something to be excited about at the moment, anyway, George. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think people will be uh, keen to get out and about, or do you think they'll just? Because I, I know with my kids, and I, I kind of wonder too. You know, you, you kind of get this this feeling of agoraphobia, like you're afraid to leave the house as well, because you haven't left that. It's like you know, you know, guys that come out of prison and something they don't want to be on the outside. They'd rather be on the inside because they're more comfortable on the inside. So, do you think we'll all become hermits and just stay in our houses and not leave the house? I don't know. Well, hopefully not, because um, it's great to get out and you know, lots of people out and about. It just 
adds to that vibe, doesn't it? And especially, yeah, you don't want to be performing in front of 10 people. You want to have a packed house there at the Arkabar. Yeah, I've been having nightmares, actually. I've been having nightmares oh. by performing and then starting the gig and not knowing any of my material, just <laughs> not remembering which is actually, I can't remember any of it. So, again, as soon as those kids get back to school in two weeks, I'll be doing a lot of homework. I'll have the house to myself. I'll tell my wife to find a job. She <laughs> <laughs> lost the last job though, because of this. So I'll tell her to find a real job so I can just have my office back to myself and I can do some work. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Now, uh, you were born in, in Richmond in, in Melbourne. And you've always had a real interest ever since you were a kid in musicals. Um, talk us through the George Caponiaris journey and um, how you got into your very first gig on Acropolis now as Bimo. Okay, so basically um, I studied drama at uh, Rusden um, College, which was like a teacher's college. Um, and um, I did drama, media and dance were my, my three uh, majors. Um, and I was supposed to be a drama teacher, but I didn't like teaching. And, uh, uh, luckily at the end of, of my course, I met up with Simon Palomaris, who's also a stand-up comedian and we did Acropolis Now together and Wog's out of work. And Simon said to me, do you want to do some, um, do some tryouts at the joke in the different comedy venues around Melbourne, the last laugh and. And I said, sure, let's do it, you know, because we had a little routine worked out while we were studying called the Tobaldi Brothers, who were a couple of shonky um, Italian mafia guys who sold test tube babies to people on the street. So <laughs> this one-minute routine became a, a two-hour show. So we came up with extra cash. And it was almost the blueprint for Wogs Out of Work and, and Acropolis Now, this, this, this style of comedy that we were doing. And uh, we went on Star Search, which was a TV show, like a talent show, which had its own comedy section. And we were doing re- we did really well in that. And we, we started touring all over Australia. So that's how we, we basically started, started out, you know. And I did a lot of, again, I'm a bit of a muser, so I did a lot of guitar playing in the show, music in the show. So I always loved music, but I never really did it professionally. Um, and from doing that, you know, I had a knack for it. So uh, I was asked, um, no, I'll move back in time. So we, we, we basically did our Tibaldi Brothers show uh, and then I got an agent and I was auditioning for different parts and I got the part of um, uh, DJ in the Flying Doctors, which went all around the world, you know, uh, the really popular Australian show. And because That's I was on that, show. I couldn't... <laughs> I, love that. I love that as a kid. <laughs> yeah, so I played DJ, who was like a radio operator before that. Before we had mobile phones, so he had this 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 portable, you know, uh, CB radio that he used to talk to everyone on. So it was like I had the first mobile phone. So um, so I played this character, and so I couldn't tour with Simon anymore. So uh, I was doing while I was doing that, Simon teamed up with uh, Nick Giannopoulos, and they put together the Wogs Out of Work with uh, uh, Maria Portesi. And that was just a little sketch show, which was, became very popular um, and ran for three years. You know, sold over a million tickets or something. You know, it was very popular. Um, so I was invited back to be a part 
the Wogs out. There's about 14 of us that actually toured with that show, including Mary Kustis and myself and Steve Bastoni and a few other people. Um, so I was a part of that. And while I was doing that, the guys at Crawford said to me, you work with these, these, this Simon and this Nick guy who came up with this Bogs Out of Work show. Um, you want to do a TV show? And they, what they originally wanted us to do was a sketch show like uh, uh, The Comedy Company, but uh, like an ethnic version of that. And we said, how about a sitcom? So we came up with the sitcom idea and they said, all right, we'll write it and we'll do it. But you don't get, you don't get that offer at all anymore. So um, we, we were young people that had never written for TV and we said, well, we, did, we have no idea how to write for TV. They go, don't worry, you try and write it. We'll get you a script editor and a story editor. And one of those guys was Andrew Knight, who's probably the most famous script editor we have in this country. And they said, we'll get him to help you put it together. And he did and we ended up with the, the Acropolis Now uh, pilot. We did that and it worked and we did five years of that show. Um, but again, uh, music was always a part of my character, Mimo. So when I, when I left that show, I was asked to do a show called Return to the Forbidden Planet, which was a musical, um, by, um, by the MD, John Ma at the time. He's a big fan of the show. So he gave me this part. Now I did the musical. I didn't love what I did in it. I didn't think I was great in it but it introduced me to the music. And because of that and the people that I'd met during that musical, I, st- I kicked off a note with Lisa McCune, who's uh, from Blue Healers, Lisa McCune, and uh, all the other shows that she's done. Yep. And another, Brooke Mitchell, and put together a band called The Flares. Oh, and then so I started with The Flares. So then I became stronger as a singer. Um, and in the end, I did a whole heap of other musicals, including um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Oh What a Night and uh, uh, The Rocky Horror Show and uh, uh, Nice Work If You Can Get It, a whole heap of musical shows. So that was my introduction into musical theatre, which I love. I love doing, still doing it at the moment. Yeah, wonderful. You've had a stellar career. And one thing I wanted to ask you about, George, um, one thing that amazes me is how you go from being in these um, comedians or Shows that are comedies like Acropolis Now, How's Those, That Pizza, and these sort of shows, then to being in a serious show like Underbelly um, and obviously The Flying Doctors. And how do you sort of change your characters from being a serious guy into a comedian? That must be hard. Well, that's, that's, that's what I like to do. I, like to, I, I don't like to do the one thing um, and just that. I remember having a chat with Dave Hughes about it, and he goes, You do acting, don't you? You do acting. And I go, Yeah. Well, and it was strange for him to ask that because he's such a popular performer and he's, he's so all over the TV, yet acting isn't a part of his skill set, where it is for me. So I can go from being funny to being really sad, you know. It's, it's not... It's not I, mean, I find it easier to do a, a serious role than a comedy, comic role. And you do a great you know, job that. <laughs> oh, look, I love it's nature to me, but I love doing a serious role. I love having to play. And I've done a few. I even did a, a show for the State Theatre there in Adelaide called, uh, um, um, I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that much, it's hard to remember it all, mate. <laughs> yeah, I've done so much show. Uh, um, yeah, can't remember. can't remember what the show was called. But anyway, I, the, the scene started off me 
wanting to shoot myself in the head, which was, uh, yeah, a good introduction to a show. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, so um, I I like it. I like the challenge of not only doing, you know, comedy versus versus serious, but also music, musical theatre, theatre, acting, um, and stand-up comedy, pure stand-up comedy. So it keeps me interested. And where do you get your material from for your stand-up show before you do comedy? That normally comes from life experience, you know. You know if you're going to joke about something, it's better to joke about yourself. So um, that's, that's, that's where the best material comes from. So, you know, talking about family, talking about history, talking about where you come from, talking about where you're at, you know, dealing with, you know, um, having a baby, uh, putting your parents into, you know, an old people's home, helping your kids with you know, uh, their homework, all that sort of stuff is basically the best sort of stuff that you could do as a stand-up, I think, or for me, that works for me. And one of your most popular things you've been involved in in recent years, especially here in South Australia, is those RAA adverts with Trevor. <laughs> How did you get involved in those and uh, talk us through those experiences for those 12 years? Yeah, so I was asked to audition for that. So they auditioned a bunch of guys in Adelaide. No one could really... Um, come up with the goods so they started auditioning outside of Adelaide so I tried out for the character and in the brief they said we need a George Costanza type of character (laughs) so when I learned the part I learned it in like a New York accent like in George's voice and then I did the audition and I switched it back to Australia and I think that helped so um so that's who it was based on George Costanza um and that and I got the part and I did the ad and that ad ran for 12 years yeah phenomenal and do you still keep in touch with Trev and I haven't seen Trev for a while but um yeah Trev was I'd, I'd see him once a year when I'd come to do the ad so I'd go rock up to Adelaide for a day or two and do probably about seven ads every time so wow. I think in the end after 12 ended up doing over 70 ads phenomenal it went to a but what happened to Trev was he he got a job at Burnside, which is one of the places I used to joke about, <laughs> and, uh, as a, as an insurance salesman. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, um, I want to ask you about a, a quote. Recently in an interview, um, in an article I read about just the other day, you were quoted in saying, I still talk about being Greek from a Greek background, but I also try to talk about how I feel now as a Greek Australian. Tell me more about this statement, George, and what this means. Yeah, well, that's basically, you know, I'm a Greek Australian. I, I don't see myself as a Greek, a Greek Australian, a diasporic Greek because we're different to the Greeks back in Greece. You know, it's another, it's another world there. It's a European world. We're Australian, you know. And there is a big community of Greeks in Australia. And there's a big community of Greeks all around the world. They're very similar to the Australian Greeks. Um, yet we are considered as Greeks. So we're not almost, we're not accepted as Greeks when we go visit our family and, you know, we go to Greece, you know. We take, it must be like going, back to England if you you know if you if you're English and you you got an English ancestry you go back to England and you think you're not accepted as being English you're accepted as being an Aussie you know and that's the way it is for me too you know so I so I, I I'm always holding up the 
the the um the flag for being a Greek Australian. So, and someone asked me in Greece once, um, you know, if Australia was playing Greece in the World Cup, who would you go for? And I said, I think I'd go for Australia, which I did do a couple of times because I did see Australia versus Greece in Australia. And yeah, I think I'd go for Australia first, and then I'd be happy for Greece if they were playing anyone else. But yeah, so that's my answer. So. A lot of my comedy comes from being a Greek Australian, you know, and our experience growing up Greek in Australia. Yeah, wonderful. And who's been your biggest influence on your career so far, George? So as a, as a role model, um, look, a lot of my teachers, you know, uh, Kate Donnellan, uh, Michael Bishop through my school years, and uh, then Simon was like a mentor, my 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 co-student at, at Rusden, because he introduced me to the world stand-up. Um, I've been working with Joel Vardy too, with Tahir, and those guys have also been, you know, sharing their knowledge as well. Um, so they've been good uh, guides and role models in my business, uh, as in... Um, you know, performers, you know, all, you know, Jerry Lewis, you know, the Marx Brothers, Bob Hope, you know, Abbott and Costello, they were always kind of uh, my lessons when I was younger. Uh, then Robin Williams was all, probably the most inspiring uh, person that I had growing up. So I really wanted to be Robin Williams growing up. I want to be more, you know. So I ended up sort of being like him because I became, a stand, you know, a sitcom actor and then I became a, stand-up comedian and then I did some film and so I guess Robin Williams I would have to say has been my my ultimate and uh there's in in my um in the pipeline I've, I'm working with a friend of mine we're, we're putting together a Robin Williams tribute so uh wonderful you know maybe maybe not next year but maybe in the years to come I'll come up with that show so uh where I you know Morph into Mork, if you know what I mean. So, oh, so good. He was one of my absolute favourites as well. And grow hair. <laughs> it was um, it was a real tragedy, wasn't it, when he passed away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, yeah, inspiring. The, the first time I saw him on Happy Days in that guest role, I was just blown away. I, I just went, "What is this? What is this? This is amazing." Um, and uh, again, he was an improviser. You know, I did a lot of improv. Uh, growing up as a comedian, I did uh, a lot of theatre sports. You know, I was even on the TV show, um, you know, and, and every Sunday we'd be doing theatre sports, um, you know, at the uh, at the Arts Centre or um, at the Universal Theatre. So, you know, improv is a big part of my my introduction to, to comedy. Um, I should be doing more of it now. And every now and then I get up with Russell Fletcher and do the spontaneous Broadway show. And I'm still good at it. I've got to say, I'm still good at it. And it's a great way of writing material if you can't think of anything. Um, and, and I think that's where uh, all theatre sports, improvisation came from, was basically people who had writer's block who couldn't come up with ideas. And it was a great way of opening up, you know, opening up or, you know, unblocking all the, uh, you know, all the stops and um, coming up with ideas. So, uh, and, and there's still theatre sports is still popular now. There's 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 a lot of great theatre sports performers who have become uh, quite big in uh, in comedy. And uh, three famous people you'd like to have dinner with. Who would they be, George? I'm very shy. I don't like having dinner with people. No, <laughs> I, 
embarrassed and I close up. I'm very shy off stage. So I'd rather have dinner with friends. I'd rather have dinner with people that I... Maybe I'd have a terrible time. It'd be well, awful. Robin Williams is one of them, obviously, but who would be the other two? Even Robin Williams, if he was alive. We <laughs> 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 wouldn't get out of it now, but... Um, no, I'd be just be sitting there watching. I couldn't, I couldn't cope. <laughs> no, I couldn't. that's a surprise. That's what I don't like is that I just freeze up when I see someone that I I'm a fan of. I just freeze up. I'd wow. rather not do it. That's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. that's a real surprise. Yeah. yeah, I'd love you know, I'd love to meet Paul McCartney maybe or you know. Or I've met I've met the you know I was a Kiss big Kiss fan growing up, but Paul McCartney or you know Ringo, I think to meet a Beatle would be fantastic. Would be my ultimate. So I'd say Paul McCartney would be just. But I don't want to talk. I just want to sit there and just let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great. And we spoke about this a bit earlier. The AFL starts very soon. Who's your who's your team back for over there, mate? Oh well, can you see? Yeah, there. There they are. Oh, the Tigers. <laughs> Another one on the bandwagon. <laughs> no, well done. You guys have had a long a long drought, so you deserve your success. <laughs> Pro supporter? I'm a power man. So. Great. Then yeah. good. Let's yeah. rejoice then. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I think well from, from, from all I hear, yeah. And there's some really good young players in that team, so you never know. You That's never right. know. It's just exciting it, to have footy back, isn't it? It's so exciting, isn't it? Yeah. How much do we spend on that? We're all clinging on to it. <laughs> I put the dates in my diary and in the front of my diary. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hopefully later on the year we might be able to get to a game. Yeah. Look, if we don't, I just want to watch some footy, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. There's our membership. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> oh, no. Don't use it, you know, as long as we get the teams out there and, you know, we can have just an outlet, just something to look forward to. Yeah, um, I love that. I know, look, that. feels like everything's changing. It feels like everything's getting better. That's right. Uh, you know. With the kids going to school, that's a start. You know, with us being allowed to go to a coffee shop and read the paper, <laughs> rather than in one spot, you know. Us being able to t- see our families interstate, that'll help, you know. Yeah, I don't right. mind these. And I'm, I think from my point of view, I'm happy to close those borders for a couple of years just to make sure. But uh, we need to open up our borders, our, our states. So yeah. because a lot of it is... You know, the world's so much smaller now and, you know, a lot of us live into... My wife's a Sydney girl, so, you know, she, she hasn't seen them for a while, so it'd be good to just, you know, get over there and see some people. Exactly, and I think they've they've got it under control enough now that, you know, we are allowed to or able to invite people from interstate into our borders and, you know, if they're, they do end up getting the virus then they know, you know, put them into quarantine for 14 days. Like, we just had a, a lady yesterday in Adelaide that tested positive, but... They put her into quarantine now for 14 days, so hopefully that will be okay. Yeah, hopefully they're on top of it. It's a big challenge. The school, you know, the school gates are opening up. It's going to be a big test. Hopefully we don't go backwards. We can keep going forwards and, you know, we can get back to 
to working and doing our gigs and, you know, yeah. celebrating together and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah. You and me both, yeah, mate. To- I'm a pub trivia host and I know you're, you're an MC as well. So, um, yeah. obviously, uh, how, do we, how do we get you as an MC and also, you know, for anything else as a, as a gig going forward? Is it just on your George Capanaro's Facebook page or...? You can you can you can try my hotmail, but as you know, sometimes it doesn't work. So gpkprod at hotmail dot com. Then my web page is georgecapanaris um, and then I've got a funny funnywogs dot com is uh, another little website I've got where you yeah. can book me or book any comedian that I you know I'm mates with, um, and I'll get that message too. So. I, through the contacts. So uh, there's different ways. All my Facebook pages. So Facebook forward slash George Capanaris and something will come up. So you can, you can, you can write to me. Um, I did well as soon, as soon as everything stopped. I did well selling box sets of Acropolis now. Um, <laughs> contacted me through my Facebook page. Going, yeah, I'll have a box set yet. So I got rid of a bunch of them. And then I've got this back order of people that want them. And we can't make any more box sets because the, the machine's broken and Crawford oh. can't get the part to duplicate more copies of the Acropolis Now box sets. So I uh, had a good oh, business no. game, right? But then uh, everything's broken down. Everything's shut down there too. So uh, because people are starved for what to do, they don't, you know, and our show Acropolis Now isn't available on Netflix or Amazon or, you know, Stan or anything like that. So um, unless you buy the box set, you, you can't see it. Yeah, well, um, I'll definitely give all those a plug and hopefully going forward to be able to uh, meet you in person and like this show at the end of October will hopefully go ahead all, go, all going well, George. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, and people are starved of, you know, comedy. They're, they're, we've done a lot of stuff. If you want to see me do some comedy, you know, after this, you can go to Fringe View, which has been really nice because they've given us a... Uh, uh, the Fringe Festival, a way of uh, putting our videos online. So if you go to Fringe View, I've got at least three shows on that. I've got a documentary, which is my Malakas with Attitude documentary, which is the behind the scenes of me putting on the Malakas with Attitude show during the Fringe in 2017. Awesome. And then I've got my um, Zorba the Freak stand-up show on there. Uh, and then I've got my um, George Capps Happy Birthday Party stand-up show on there as well. So you can uh, you can see my stand-up shows for like $9. Um, so you can feel like you're in theatre if you just get the popcorn ready, um, you know, turn off the lights, switch on the TV or the computer and go into Fringe View. You can watch any of my shows. Invite your friends, only one ticket. You need, only need one ticket. And you're <laughs> allowed in Adelaide, 10 people? And yeah. Or five? Uh, ten, ten five at the moment, yeah. Yeah. I've ten people in the show, and it'll be just like a stand-up comedy night. I like it. I will, mate. I'll definitely give all this a plug for you uh, when I put the post up on the video from today. And George Capanaris, thanks so much for your time. It's been an absolute blast having a chat to you. Well done on your incredible career, career so far. Thanks, mate. Lovely chatting to you, and uh, hopefully see you in Adelaide. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks, mate. Take care. See ya. Yeah.